0: Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Hustle Lounge Podcast. Over here at the Hustle Lounge Podcast and Hustle Smarter, we hold workshops at least once a month to discuss certain avenues where one can increase personal finances and start building generational wealth. This month's course is going to be talking about Airbnb, where we bring back James Kennedy, aka Crispy Ken, to let him break down everything from building your business structure, how to find the properties, the startup costs, and ways to save money and invest in Airbnb properties. This is a course that you don't want to miss, especially if you like to travel. There's nothing like getting paid to go live in someone else's Airbnb while you're renting out your own. The signups are at OneHustleSmarter.com. Please go sign up now, April 30th, 11
1: a.m. You don't want to miss it. Airbnb's. I um, think the military has made a lot of us desensitized to a lot of yeah, shit, shit I that the normal person would yeah. care about, worry about. We don't give, the shit I about. don't give a fuck about that shit, man. Right. Hustle game, what's up, baby? What's good, y'all? What's good? We back with another one, man. Hustle Live podcast. How smart TV. You already know what it is, man. Like, comment, subscribe. We're going to do it every time. Hustle game. Hustle game. Hustle game. Hustle Gang
2: another day another dollar baby
1: you know the booth ain't the same
0: with you in person yeah man we need you here baby but you, you got know. covid so you got to stay where you at uh. <laughs> <coughs> ain't that shit. ain't got that shit, got that shit what we talking about yo i tell you what, we're, gonna talk what
1: about. we're talking about yeah yeah this, this is a freestyle right here is it? freestyle it's off the top
0: mental health Ooh. <laughs> health check health around the room if i cry don't touch me, Colin. Why not? <laughs> so long, I ain't had a dark yet in like 11 years. <laughs> a dark woman, y'all. Pause the whole
1: thing. But I used to like them black. <laughs> uh, black of the berries who did juice. Now they gotta be
0: red bone. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, let's keep it 1,000. Can we have a moment? Oh, for sure. How you doing, Chris? Mental health check. Well, On a no scale nervous. of, are you a, a one to five? Was it one to five? Or maybe one to ten. One to ten. All Chris, right. no one to ten. I got the smiley faces all the way with the frowns <laughs> and the smiles from one. To oh, ten. I don't go to a therapist. I'm a really. Chris, one to ten. Where you at? Uh,
2: is ten bad? bad.
0: No, yeah. ten is great. One is
1: bad. What the fuck? Are you backwards? Man? <laughs> yeah, what you fucking ten, ten is the worst. Yeah, bro. ten is worse. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> one is like no symptoms, no nothing. Ten is like, yo, you off you your rocker. You what? Yeah. How you feeling, Chris? You a ten? You a one five? I probably thought five. A five. You right in the middle. with respect, <laughs> bro. i am like i am like i am with i am like a, I'm like a, I'm with, really I'm like a five too, bro. A lot of, it's a lot of, you know, deadly demons we fight every day. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yo, what's your number, Kate? What's your number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Answer your number, bro. One to ten. Ten being <laughs> the worst. One. So you good? No. <laughs> <laughs> One to good. you agree me like that, bro. 10 10. What's wrong with this man, bro? I'm like an
0: eight.
1: You an eight for real? Yeah. Like, because no everything was going on. Just a lot. Hello, if you okay, a 8,
2: we got to end the episode. What y'all got to do if I'm an eight? What you mean? You,
1: you high risk. You high
2: risk. You a flight risk.
0: What's the one right under that? Seven. You seven? Nah, I take seven. Y'all you right, sure?
1: Nah, I want you to take seven because you want to be yeah, sliding. You got some real pretty. shit going you on. got real me. shit going on. I ain't asked for all this now. My you talking <laughs> real <laughs> shit with the episode with your brothers. Nigga just puts <laughs> his own D. am probably an eight, though. I might be
0: a nine. I'm That's between right. seven and nine, depending we on the we time
2: of the day. We, get. we okay. can get into it. We can get into it. Go ahead, let's go. All right. So, you know, first of all, uh, we gotta erase this stigma of uh, black men not having emotions or feelings because all the stereotypes out there have put us on a spectrum or, on a spectrum or on a platter or a platform that we are weak if we have a bad day or if somebody hurts our feelings, or if we mentally ain't there today, we can't be strong that day, yeah everybody label you weak so what we do we raise to withstand everything to come our way and be the strongest person in the room and sometimes that shit is beneficial because that makes us the people that we are today that make us the hustlers that we are that make us the doctors that we are that make us the men who got three jobs to put food on the table that we are but after a while that shit burn you out so um and i was in the therapy session last week and that's what we talked about was all the stereotypes of men in general, you know what I'm saying? And how they ain't fair because, you know, at the end of the day, we humans just like women are. And you know what I'm saying? If we, if we sad, now we soft. and that's exactly, right? exactly.
1: So, yeah. So would you like, like, like you said, we are prepared to be strong through everything, right? And that time we do have a lack in judgment, as you would say, but well, really it's not a lack of judgment. We just break it down because it's been so much. To look at it as like weak, you know, and we can't have a vulnerable side to cry or talk to your homeboy about some real shit without feeling like you judge or feeling like a sucker because you had a, a vulnerable moment to break down. And that's what it is. We can't. We can't break down because we look at it as... It's nothing that we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to break down. We're supposed to be tough all the time and keep everything bottled up. But it don't work like that. We got mental stability. And when the scale is not even, not a balance, it's going to tip to one side and we're going to break down. Rather we crying or rather we got anger. But when we do that, we're the bad person because, oh, you should have been said something. You should have been talked to these avenues or outlets that they tell us to go to. But when we go to it, they look at us like, oh, you tripping, we're going to put you in a madhouse. You bugging out. You ain't supposed to be doing this. So then what are we supposed to do? Either way, we go to, we're going to look at, like, we tripping. So what are we supposed to do?
2: Shit. Uh, honestly, I believe it starts at home and it starts... Uh, unfortunately, it ain't going to start in school where I think you should be. Nigga, I didn't know what anxiety or depression was until I joined the Air Force. I never heard those two words before. Like, black like people don't... Like we don't talk about that shit. Like and we don't talk about mental health. Like I didn't, I didn't know this whole whole different part of life, of mental health, until I joined the service. You know what I'm saying? You know the way we was raised. Not saying that our parents raised us wrong. It's just the way we was raised. You know what I'm saying? The culture. Little black boy, when you fall on the ground, shit, get your ass up. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to eat your food and your stomach hurt. Shut the fuck up and eat your food. You know what I'm saying? If, mental you got an attitude, if you and your feelings, if you cry, hey bro, like hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? Your mama or your pops, hey, you know, could be quit being soft. Like, man, the fuck up, you know what I'm saying? So, in a sense, being raised like that made me who I am today, but sometimes that shit don't benefit me. Cause
1: you want to do when you when you want to release? Kind of soft. Yeah. Oh, shit, that, but... Hey Chris, what you want to do? Sensitive ass nigga. Like...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> for, for, for like, nah, uh... keep
0: it gangster. Yo, we, you um y'all hit a lot of stuff. Like I'm over here, like, you know, I gotta uh it's taking a lot of me to hold myself together, so I probably won't like talk much on this one, but mm-hmm. um I mean this is a simple day-to-day uh hustle gang says in real spill. We never was taught about anxiety or depression in school.
2: You know, yeah, and, I yeah.
0: I truly didn't know really what suicide was until I joined the air force. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not common, and it's common now. Yeah, growing up, everybody our age, if they passed away, was car accident, a shot. Yeah, and, and it wasn't really a suicidal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And I never really spoke on it. Um, But you know, at one time I had I was suicidal, like. 2012 mm. um, wasn't nothing going wrong This is how I know like it's imperative that we show that love to our children and not that I didn't have the love shown but just let them know that there are going to be things that they really your emotions are a wild place right. um, I just had moved to New Mexico uh I mean it wasn't nothing going bad. It wasn't nothing going great. But it wasn't nothing going bad And Was it in New Mexico?
1: It was a little bit of New Mexico.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and then you, my uncle
0: helped me move. Um some some transgressions happened along that route. Mm-hmm. Um, pressure. It was just pressure. Like everybody wanna be the one in the family today, the one. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be the one right then. Right, I was right. Each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of moving parts and just trying to really The military puts you in a position that most people never will go through. Mm -hmm. I was taken from everything I know and went to Japan, left Japan, came home for three to, I think that's what happened now that I'm old and can compartmentalize the situation. I was in Japan for two years, deployed from Japan. I did come home for a month, but I went to, I went home for a month before I went to New Mexico Mm -hmm. from Japan. So I'm at home, I'm in my element and boom. In New Mexico, All right and now it's like starting over, like, I yeah. I ain't got no forks in the house because now I'm not in the dorms anymore. I got my own spot, yeah, and uh, I'll never forget. Um, I don't know, I don't even know if I can say that I ain't gonna say it because they might just I don't want to send mental health or there. Man,
1: what you mean? What this me. episode is <laughs> yeah, this is the whole but episode,
0: nah, I was just um, I just had gotten a fault, man, and it wasn't like, like I said, it was nothing wrong, like. I was still, in, you know, women still love me. I ain't never had a problem with that. Right, right. You know, fat, skinny, or different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, man, I just was like, I don't know what's wrong, but I don't like the way I feel. Got gotcha. you. So I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and go and get on out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had just bought that Glock forty, mm. big motherfucker. Yeah, you know the joint. I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah a little razzle. Yeah. And I never forget, y'all. I was sitting there, and uh, and I grabbed the the, the joint. And I, I, and that's the crazy part about it. if you listen, I promise to God, it's not always going to be a bad breakup. It's not always going to mm-hmm. be a divorce. It's not always going to be a job. I, don't, I couldn't explain to you why I felt that way. Right. I just felt that I was better if I was to leave. Mm-hmm. And don't know why. Like, every, my money was good. I had no responsibilities. Right. I was getting a crack at Valentine's every night, yeah, Christmas yeah. every day type like that. I just don't know what happened in that blank moment. And that's why I always say the devil's uh, playground is an idle mind, or the idle mind is a devil playground. Mm-hmm. Never forget though, I grabbed the forty like I just not feeling it. Yeah. I'm gonna figure this shit out. And uh, Jerry G called me. Jerry G is a yeah, yeah. texture. Texture the death way he call you. Right. So it was like one of those in times where it, it worked. Yeah. And he he hung. He called like it was good. And you know. Normally, I'm me, so mm-hmm. when I'm like, yo, what's up? I'm trying to get him off the phone, because I'm yeah. trying to go ahead and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. get on out of here. Right. And, uh, man, he chopped it up before me. Like, what's good with you? Yeah. And I was, like, I was sitting in the hallway. Sitting mm-hmm. in the hallway at my new spot. No furniture waiting until I'm sitting in the hallway. I got the, you know what I mean, the 40 right here. Like, he's like, well, you know, we try Like, yo, something ain't right with you. Like, Cause this ain't me. Yeah, like I don't know, bro. And then I told him, like, I don't know, bro. I was thinking about just, you know, what I mean,
1: banging out. Yeah, time, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And he was like, nigga, what? And the nigga was like, yo, fuck that, nigga. Take that gun and flush it down the toilet. Mm-hmm. I said, bitch, I just paid five hundred for this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker yeah. ain't gonna fuck out the toilet. <laughs> but once we said that and laughed it out,
1: yeah, it was nothing. Okay, it was nothing. So let me ask you, did you once think about? How if you did that? How other people would feel? People that care about you and love you?
0: Nah, I I didn't because I felt I had no one to talk to. Mm. If I would have said, and this is the part of what you said earlier, if I would have called home and was like, "Yo, I don't feel right. Yeah. I'm in New Mexico. I just left Japan. I don't feel right. Yo, I don't know what's going on. What's the first thing they're gonna tell me? You you saw you saw, yeah." you left Florence, nigga, just man up. Yep, they not yep. even gonna let me just, I just needed some, probably really someone that I fucked with to talk to. Mm-hmm. And when I got the chance to talk to bro, and we chopped it up for like an hour, it felt like kids again, just chopping right. it up. Mm-hmm. He was like, what's good with you? Like, everything was good. You just let the crib smile and it was just a transition. Uh, which, why well, I say a lot, the military isn't for everybody. It's tough. Yeah, exactly. It's tough to leave everything you know and start over. Starts I'm, I'm accustomed now. But at that time, you're talking 21, yeah, 21. Like it was tough, yo. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jerry though for calling. You know, he yeah. called at the right yeah. time. Big God working yeah. yeah. I mysterious mean,
2: ways. Know, shout out to you for um, opening up, you know, being transparent about you know a dark time in your life. Shit, it takes a lot to even you know even admit that shit. You know, I ain't never heard that story, and you'll never stop talking about ear off. So, shit, you know, it take a lot. To, to say that. Big you know, time. Gonna, and it's going out on play with this play, but it's a lot of people who are going yeah, to listen to
0: it. Yeah, just let you know, strong people get
1: weak too. Oh yeah, for sure. We're going to have, have somebody two. listening,
2: right? You know, somebody going to listen to this episode and it's going to change their life. So, so, this shit important. And the,
0: and, the, and the craziest part about it, like I said, I, I just really want to reiterate that if I can for everybody that's listening. There was nothing alarming wrong in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, it, my money was—I had nothing. I came straight from Japan. I probably was 20, 30,000 up. Money was good. I just moved to my first spot. My old school was good. It was a little pressure of moving, and then I would say the added pressure of my uncle being around and just trying to accommodate him mm-hmm. at, at such a young age. Right. It, it was a little rough, but it was nothing. Nothing was even close enough for I'd have been the way worse shit. Right. Right. And but yeah. nothing was even close to that to make me think that way mm-hmm. and i just want to let people who aren't aware of it that like that shit is it happens to people yo
1: yeah people you don't expect people it happens to people um like you said nothing could be going wrong everything could be going right yeah it just, cool. it just felt like at that moment crazy as it
0: may sound and as i've seen i mean as absurd as it may sound like it just felt like the right thing to do yeah and that's yeah. fucking
1: crazy it is that you know that your mind or whatever <laughs> it is can make you think or fathom the thought that this is the right thing to do this is the way to go this is what you should do right now at this moment hey y'all hey
2: world. Lounge <laughs> podcast. like subscribe yeah leave a comment leave a comment when i was a kid like anger having anger problems was kind of like cool mean, like when you get mad and you and you get in a fight you know it was never talked about like, control your anger. You just, it was about who won the fight. Like, it was never, and it, it was never a point where people was like, hey, you need to control your anger because that one minute or two minute decision can change the outcome of your life. That's what I'm saying. Like, anger, having anger problem wasn't really a problem until you, until you turn 16, 17, 18, and it's too late. But that anger problem really could have been addressed when you were way younger. Because... Man, I think it, everybody it, got... It, got it. I know everybody got anger problems, but everybody can't control it. And then nobody is really um, emphasizing that you have to control your anger. And so anger is a feeling, it's okay to be mad. But what, doing, what you do when you're mad is really really important because when you five or 16, you get mad and you punch your friend, don't shit happen. But if you keep that same energy until you 16 or 17, when they make you mad, now you kill them. You know what I'm saying? And it's a little yeah. small analogy, but that analogy is really real fucking life, because if you don't, if somebody not trying to teach you how to control your anger when you that little, it's never gonna fucking stop. And my my temper, my temperament was 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 always not the worst nigga, but when I got there, I got there. You gotta you gotta fucking pinch me ten times, and then when you pinch me at eleven times, I'm gonna fucking snap. Now you know what I'm saying? I just be like shit. You just gotta not like, I like I, I internalize like, all right, Chris, you fucking mad, but let's 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 think about it. Let's let's sit back, let's chill, let's internalize it, and then let's not make a dumbass decision. Why you mad? Let's not make everything
1: ain't
2: worth it. <laughs> yeah, every decision ain't worth
1: it because you got you got to determine what's. What's the outcome? Like Pop's always telling me every action has a reaction. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you And you sorry. really and
2: you really you really want to have control of your emotions. You don't want nobody right. to determine how you feel. You don't want nobody to make you act out of character. So So what are you happen. doing to
0: help yourself with
2: that? With the anger? With the emotional part. I don't really have a pro- I don't have a problem with with expressing my feelings for or letting somebody know that hey that's the first step to doing that is to internalize your feelings and to express them for a long time what you do is you get mad and you don't say no because you're like oh he mad i'm not talking to him or they did some on like so i'm gonna cut them off so the first step to really controlling your feelings is acknowledging that ag you said some shit yesterday that i didn't like uh this is how it made me feel. I appreciate me <laughs> saying this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? Instead of what people usually do, they either cuss you the fuck out and then they don't talk to you, or they ignore you and don't talk to you. through they because they mad at you? But the whole, the whole process of of getting to that point is recognizing your feelings and then dealing with them in a in a in a in a good way, like in a in a probable way that that makes most sense. I think um, it all depends on you when you release that anger. It's some people who don't even experience anger. All they, all their emotions is is depression, or or, or be, they're very sensitive, so they they cry or they they, they sob around when people say it, it, it defeats them. Like some mm-hmm. shit that you would say to me is get me fired up, like I'd be like, nigga, fuck you. But you got one person, if you say oh, this, they, yeah, they, they they going to go to the corner and they're going to cry because yeah. that's how they react. Right. So you got you got that side and you got this side. So, so you're like, saying it's all like, so how they respond to constructive it's, it's, criticism. It's, it's, it's all how you, how you construct it emotionally. Some people react with anger, some people react with depression.
0: Nah, like... But I like that word that Colin said. You can tell he been going through the courses because he said defense mechanism. <laughs> like, it's easier for me to say, my uncle don't fuck with me. He changed. Fuck that nigga. I'm about to run it up. I don't need that nigga. Fuck him. Mm. It's easier for That's me to say kind. that nigga. Than for me That's to- kind. That no, it's not because to- I need to call him and just say, yo. My therapist told me this. I need to call him and say, oh, I feel some kind of way because you didn't invite me to your wedding. I mean,
2: it's out here now for the district. I wish you called call him before we release it. Yeah, thing. but he ain't do it. But he I probably ain't, ain't like even call that's, him. Though.
1: That's out of his character. Like, he shouldn't have to call him and say that. Yeah, I'm, I I feel like if I
0: call him, I'm giving in. At that point, I don't have to tap dance with anybody or anything or do anything that I don't, I don't want to do. Right, right. So like, especially with him having bread. That's why I preach so much financial freedom. hmm because I don't need that nigga. Up. And and the military has made me that way too. Like where I just don't give a fuck, man. I don't even care.
1: Yo. I um, think the military has made a lot of us desensitized to a lot of yeah, shit, I shit that the normal person would yeah. care about worry about. We don't give, shit I about. don't give a fuck about that shit, man. Right. Yeah,
0: so I definitely would say I need to
1: mental health
0: uh, healthiness. I definitely need to just call them. Yeah, A five-minute phone call probably can take some of that anger out of my heart. That's it, depends well, on what he got to say. It, it, I don't even think it depends on what he got to say, because ultimately, uh, my main thing was I was upset about not going to his wedding because I knew my grandfather was getting older. Mm-hmm. And all I was thinking, and I, I made this statement, and I said, uh, you know, pop getting older. Pop in a fucking tuxedo. I have no pictures with him at his best. Mm. Everybody got, when he passed a couple weeks ago,
1: Yeah,
0: everybody, like moms and all them, posted pictures from the wedding looking good. Mm.
1: Ain't no
2: pictures of you from
0: that Nah, day. we in the crib looking crazy. It's yeah. still a good video because we got right, video, right, right. but what? it's not the same. Not that. And, and that's my point is that there is only so many times that you're going to be able to be in those kind of situations. Yeah. What did I do to not, not get be, this invite? Yeah, to the wedding? I don't have no heart. I don't want no nothing bad to happen to him. You just want to know, but I don't know how to express myself without. And Chris might know by now. I don't know how to express myself without. Like, if something comes out wrong, just be like nigga, fuck you. And no. I'm still a respectful person, so it's like for me to even get to that point, I'd rather just say nothing.
1: Yeah, I understand it, but I don't think you can do that because what you may find stupid, he may find reasonable. But there's no reason. I mean, he. I mean, his reason and your reason is too different. So, if he finds something, I, like, right, I'm gonna tell you X, Y, Z, and this is the reason. You think it's a stupid reason. He can't identify what you consider a stupid reason.
0: <laughs> you all right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, ultimately, ultimately, I don't play the shit through my head, and I think that's another thing going mental health. Right. I don't play the scenario of asking about it twenty times. Right, right. And I don't like none of the come outs of it, so I never asked him. Okay. Because then like Chris say, you know, I have said wild things in my day. Yeah, yeah. I love all my family though. I might yeah. be the black sheep. I'm okay with it. I love all my family. I just pray that I get the strength one day to actually have that conversation with all yeah. because it's yeah. been eating me. And I don't let nobody live in my head rent free. No, nah, facts. But it's so much respect for him, yeah. that I, I don't want to ask him. Right. I ultimately believe that part of my grieving of losing my grandfather, I need to make those relationships, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I said some crazy shit at the funeral.
1: You did? Yeah. On stage? On,
0: on, on stage?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I can only imagine. To sum it up, I just basically said like, "Yo, Pop, always showed up. Yeah. Until his health failed. Yeah. A lot of times we get in these situations where, you know, I pointed at it, cast somebody laying in front of us. Yeah. And now we love you to death." Show me with your actions. Yeah. Don't exclude me from the events that you have. Mm. Ooh, you said that. You want to hear it? Yeah. It's on YouTube. How everybody doing? Good. Y'all can hear me good? Yeah. I don't like microphones. All right. So uh, normally I get up early and, and I brainstorm when I'm working out. And uh, whenever I speak, I never write notes. It's not my thing. But, you know, my daughter wouldn't allow me to sleep last night to hit the gym this morning, so I got me some notes. Uh, I'm Three minutes. Okay. Don't say that now. We'll be here tomorrow. hi. Uh-huh. <laughs> so every time I speak, I always try to find the reason of why I'm speaking. Uh, so I won't get up here and talk about me. It's not, it's not how it works. But I will say what Papa has instilled in me. So growing up, I can never say yes, sir. Yes, sir, or no, sir. So I might be uh, probably the only one from the South here. That ain't, that's not how we roll back home. But Pop would never let me say yes, sir, or no, sir. So as I got old, I said, well, can I call you Bubby? And his face changed. So we just said, yes, Papa, no, Papa. <laughs> Things that I got from him, my looks. Yeah. <laughs> I also got my charm from him, which, you know, I'm trying not to, you know, that might get me in trouble, but... Um, the way he walked, the way he talked, the way he addressed people. All that's in me. Getting people together, I think I do fairly well at that. I know that was Bubby all day. Um, dance moves. Now, you know, he, he, he moved and shook a, shook a leg. I can't dance, but I'm not scared to do it in front of people, so that's got to be him also. <laughs> uh, but one thing that I didn't get from Papa, and I asked all my cousins, I asked my uncles, and I'm working on it, I'm working on it, I know God's working on it. I never seen Papa mad. I never seen him raise his voice. I never seen him get upset. Now, that's definitely not me. I need to find that side of it, but I'm getting there. Uh, but I mean, it, I really thought back, you know, 25 years I can say that I remember. I've never seen Pop raise his hand. I've never seen it. The only time I seen him shot was in church. So that's a blessing within itself. That tells me that Pop was at a man of peace for a long time. He was unbothered, right? Uh, and then we'll go through some of the best advice that he gave me. And I like I said, we'll be here tomorrow if I said everything. But I remember leaving for the military. He said, Grandson, the girls gonna be on you, but find a good woman and build. I did that. Thanks, Pop. And I thought I had checked that off the list, and then he told me a couple years later, you ain't done nothing till you raise a child. I said, Come on, Pop, I'm trying to make you happy. I'm doing that, Pop, I'm trying. Hopefully, your your patience, your uh, mannerisms will help me out so I don't get upset and don't get angered um, and don't get disappointed. Every time I talk to Pop, I've been in the Air Force 13 years, he would always ask the same question. And I've talked to Pop sometimes back-to-back, day-to-day. How much long you got in that Air Force, grandson? Pop, I got a couple more years. You need to get out and start your business. Yes, sir. We would talk Tuesday and Thursday, he would ask the same question over and over. i Man, Pop, get it. either Pop like the answer or he's just getting a little old. And I never understood why he asked it so much, but I'm gonna do a two-fold on that. Well, first, I talked to Uncle Shawnee the other night, a couple of hours ago, talked for a good while, and you know, I'm not one to slow, but what he explained to me made it all make sense of why he asked so much and why he was so proud. And thanks for letting me know that, because I never knew. Uh, and then also, I said, well, Pop, i do you one better. i try to start a business while I'm in. Oh, you don't want all that now. You, you gotta, oh, you don't want too much. But we talked, and we talked a lot. Even when I had frustrations, because I know he was so, um, he, he held himself together and didn't get upset. I would talk to him because I knew it would come from a, pa- a place of peace and calm and not anger. The last convo we had, I told him about one of my new business ventures, and I could hear the excitement in his voice. He knew I was ready to set him up so he would never have to cook, drive, or anything again. Still working on that. And me and Kiki was talking. Pops were giving us financial literacy books. <laughs> I told you I was going to say it. He's been giving us financial literacy books. He's been giving us Million Man March books since we was 11, 10, 12. We didn't get toys. We got books where you need to read and open your mind. Um, and I'm forever grateful for that. As I conclude, because I, like I said, I'm starting to. <laughs> Pops was always hustling. Pop was always on the go. I remember when he was doing the store in Red Bank, I'm from the country. So he take me to New York. He had me walking fast, don't look at nobody, don't say nothing to nobody. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm from Carolina, so we walk around and do this to everybody. <laughs> Y'all, all right, just nodding your head. And he like, no, don't you speak to nobody, you come with me. But, as I conclude, Pop in the physical form is no longer with us. But he's in all of us. All of us. I might forget some people, and I'm sorry, but when I see... Marquise going up and down Baltimore, D.C., doing his cooking. That's pop. When I see Angelica on the Internet getting them plates ready, that's pop. Ivory printing everything on the side of the earth, that's pop. I know Tray Shell was doing plates one time. I try to keep up with everybody. It's tough. But that's pop. So <laughs> I just pray that after this event, we just continue to grow together as a family. Let's, we, we don't know when the clock is going to end. But let's, lose, let's use the time that we have. Let's go to lunch for no reason on a Wednesday. Let's go eat dinner on a Saturday. Let's go to a sports event together. Yeah, everybody has schedules, everybody busy, but Pop always made time. And I'm sure he would want us to do the same to his health fell. One day, well, I said, after, yeah, we continue to get together. Every time we have an event, don't exclude anyone. Invite everyone. If they come, they come. Extend it. We don't know anyone's financial situations, but I tell you what, I'll bet the house that i come because I know that's all we have left is each other. One day, all we'll have left is pictures. So all that I ask family is, let's make sure the pictures are perfect. This concludes another episode of the Hustle Lounge Podcast. We'll catch you next time.